Good morning. It's good to be with you guys this morning. We, uh, what a what a great uh, week this past weekend, and uh, getting to celebrate uh, new life in Christ through baptism uh, at Plunge. Uh, assuming that you didn't show up uh, and wonder where we are. Anybody want to admit that they showed up last weekend? They didn't know we weren't going to be here. Anybody? I know at least one person that did. So. But uh, no, we uh, we had a we had a fabulous time, uh, and just so you know, and I'll make mention of this. You know, we we can baptize folks anytime. You know, maybe you haven't been around long enough to know that or whatever. But uh, we are glad to do baptisms anytime. Uh, in fact, I believe we are doing one maybe even next week. So uh, if you ever if you feel like um, God is leading you to do that, you've never done that, uh, but you know Jesus as your Savior, then by all means come talk to us. Let us help you with that. Uh, if you don't. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, please come talk to us about that. We'd love to talk to you about that, pray with you about that, and uh, all those things. So uh, exciting, exciting stuff. Um, we uh, Let's go ahead and uh, jump into the scriptures this morning. If you've got a, a Bible with you, go ahead and get it out. If you don't have a Bible, our ushers have Bibles, uh, and they will gladly bring you one. Just throw your hand up and let them know uh, that you need one. If you don't own one, you can keep that one. Um, and today, I want to want to do something a little different. And honestly, I'm not sure exactly how this is all going to pan out. But uh, uh, we uh, we want to spend some time together in Scripture. But uh, honestly, I just uh, we kind of have an off week before we start uh, our new series next week, uh, and uh, I called Idol Factory. And you've probably seen videos and stuff on that. Uh, I'll probably hear a little more of that about that later on. Uh, uh, we start that next week, and, and in lieu of just kind of having a week off uh, from being in one of our series uh, deals, I, I just felt like this would be a good week for us as the church to kind of come together uh, and pray. And so uh, we're going to pray today, um, and uh, I hope that's cool with you guys. Uh, you know, prayer is one of those things that I think for so many folks they struggle. I, I have a lot of people talk to me about the fact that they struggle. And sometimes in my life I struggle with it. I feel like I have been blessed with, uh, I think, maybe I think about it more or something, but, uh, you know, for whatever it is, you know, I spend a lot of time behind the wheel by myself, and, uh, you know, when I'm doing that, uh, I'm either listening to music, uh, thinking about, you know, what's going on, uh, what I got to do, or whatever, like most folks probably, uh, or I'm, I'm praying, you know. And so I spend a lot of time while I'm uh, driving, praying with my eyes open. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, re- I recommend keeping your eyes open, especially in Nashville. Uh, but uh, now there's, there's, spots, there's spots these days on 24 where it doesn't matter. You can just put it in park and close your eyes. So, uh, But uh, no, um, you know, I think it's one of those things that... Um, you know, we've been, we've been commanded to do it, and the reason that we've been commanded to do it is because it's so important for us and our relationship with the Lord. And, and I think that as, uh, as time goes on in our walk with Jesus, I think one of the things that we see is we see uh, God, you know, using this time in our lives uh, where we would, uh, you know, grow closer to Him and be reminded of our need for Him. And, and I think so many folks think that, you know, prayer in of itself is one of those things that uh, is, is about, you know, taking something to God, and, and I think it's really just as much as us spending time with God and Him reminding 
us of the need for him in the end. You know, it's it's not that you know, and I, even I used to have kind of a skewed view of you know, well, you know, I I pray hard enough, God's going to do it just because I pray hard enough. In some scripture, it's like man, it's like what that's kind of what it sounds like, and in some, it's like, well, wait a second, no, that's not it. At the end of the day, God has a plan. So somewhere, somewhere, there's this like you know, there's this like we need that now, don't we? Okay, all right. And uh, so somewhere, thank you, brother. Appreciate that. And so somewhere there is a. Uh, we good on this one now? Sweet. Bye-bye. So somewhere in the midst of this, like balance, is the thought that with God's plan, He's planned in for us to seek Him, so that in the end He gets all the credit for what happens anyway. And and I think that we don't think about it that way a lot of times, but but in essence, that's that's technically you know what's going on. And so, uh, but but either way, God wants us to be a part of the process, and He knows that in using uh, prayer in our lives, that that's one of those things that draws us closer to Him, reminds us of our need for Him, uh, and and you know uses that that time to do work in our lives and cultivating our hearts to look more like his. And, and so there's there's so much there's so much to that. Man there's and, and wow, just a huge and I'll be honest with you, I, I even even studying for this today, because uh, I had this like thought of like, okay, we're gonna go go in hard on prayer and this is going to be great, great time together as a church. And you know, the more I studied on prayer the more I was like, man, it is, and I'm just reminded, it's so huge. There's so many different aspects of it. There's so many uh, implications of how it affects us and why it's good for us and why we need it and all this stuff. And I thought, man, we don't, we don't have time to jump into all that stuff. And finally, I was just like, oh, Chris, we, we just got to like get a focus and just pray, okay? So don't overcomplicate it, dummy. Uh, you know, that's what I was saying to myself. I'm not saying that to you, by the way, before you run out of here. Uh, but uh, no, it's uh, it's it's a great thing that we get to do to get to just go to be with the Lord and just spend time with Him. We got to do that this week uh, for one of the families in our church who is uh, uh, has been in the middle of sickness this past week, past couple of weeks, uh, and we just gathered together and we prayed out here uh, and, and on the on the on our campus here outside and uh, just an awesome time of just a whole bunch of people coming together and just praying and lifting up uh, you know one of our brothers and sisters uh, in the midst of a of a moment of suffering um, and and there's just there's so much to this in fact I just want to jump into uh, some scripture here if that's okay with you Romans 12 12 says this Romans 12 12 says it's just one verse and it says rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Let's leave that up there for a little bit. Can we do that? Can we just like leave that up there for the rest of our lives? I mean, like, is, is, that, is that not like the gold that we need right now? In this day and age, in this time, with all the things that we have going on in our lives personally, professionally, uh, with the world, all, all of the things. And, and, and just to be reminded of something so huge as that statement. Three, three small things that we can do. You know? 
And and I and I and I think I think that's so important for us to remember because I think so much of life during the craziness of life we feel helpless and we're not helpless because God has given us the opportunity to take part in this and he says rejoice in hope. What what's our what is our hope in? Our hope is in Jesus. 100%. Our hope is in Jesus and what and the work that he did on the cross, uh, giving his life uh, where we should have lost our lives for our sin. He took the place for us, uh, was the ransom for all who would believe in him. Uh, so rejoice in that. Rejoice in hope. Rejoice in freedom. Rejoice in forgiveness. Rejoice in salvation. Be patient in tribulation. Be patient in tribulation. Are you a patient person? I've got a family member who I maybe won't name my dad. And uh, he, is, he is not patient. Uh, they are not patient. Uh, <laughs> and and I, case in point, you know, he, he's gotten into this thing where he, he wants to, like, get a random vehicle every once in a while, and he wants me to sell it. We're in the middle of one of those right now. It's a beautiful looking thing made in 1993 and it has rust holes in it and it's sitting in my front yard on Bearwalla. Uh, and so we've gotten in this, but, but here's the, you know, and I'm fine with it. Like I, I'm okay with it. I'm a car guy. I can sell the cars. It's not, it's not a big deal or whatever. But we got this thing sitting out there and, and every, and it's just like this the last time we sold a car, which wasn't that long ago. And, uh, you know, he's, he, he like messages me and he calls me, Hey, what's going on? What's going on with the car? Nothing. What's, what's happening with the car? Nothing. Have, have we got any bites on the car? Nope. Hey, I think we need to drop the price. Now this was the last time that I drove a car. Uh, I had a car for sale for him. I mean, like the second day we had it for sale, he's like, I think we need to drop the price. And I'm like, I think you need to chill out, you know? I mean, like, you know, and, and that's just, I mean, that's indicative of my dad. I mean, that's the way he is. Like, he is not patient when he gets something in his mind. David Royalty is like, he's like, you know, a bull and shine shop. He calls me the other day because we sold his other car because his good car, he had this, we sold this Honda because it's a good car, and he was like, well, I hear the market's way up. I think we should sell my car. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I think we should sell my car. The market's up. I think I can get more for it than what I got, you know, what I gave for it like a year ago. And I was like, but that's your car. And he was like, yeah, well, I'll get something that's cheaper. He did. And it died in like a month after I sold the other car, which I told him not to do. But the whole, you know, the whole time, it's just like this, like, you know, and so, so, you know, he bought a second car, was a cheap car. There's a reason it was a cheap car. It's dead now. It's not even worth fixing. So guess what? He had to go buy another car. He calls me one day, recently, like a week ago, two weeks ago, and, and he's like, hey, I need you to come down the street and look at this car with me. I was like, okay, where? Well, I'm just up the street. Okay, give me some directions, like what street and where. So finally, like, work through, you know, the communication problems. I get to where he's at. And it's just some random car, somebody's front yard. He's like, what do you think about this car? I was like, is this the kind of car you want? I don't know. I was like, well, I mean, you got to know, because if you're going to buy it to drive it, you have to kind of like it, you know? 
So we go through all this stuff. But again, just the impatience of that. But that's so, for so many of us, we struggle with that, and especially in tribulation. We hate being patient during tribulation. Like, we're like, make it go away, you know? And God's like, nope. Why? Because He refines us during those moments. All of Scripture teaches us that. We have this understanding that He uses those hard moments in our lives to draw us closer to Him and and to change us, to change our hearts, to change who we are. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. And then lastly, be constant in prayer. Be constant in prayer. And it's so simple. It's so simple we couldn't possibly mess that up, right? So simple. And be constant in prayer. Oh yeah, I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to be constant in prayer this week. And then like we wake up and we wake up to like five text messages of the world is falling apart around you, right? And and then like what's the last thing on the list that we're thinking about? That Luke 18. Here's a passage I want to share with you. Luke 18. Luke 18, we have Jesus giving a parable. And and He's helping us to understand just how important that last piece really is for us as we seek the Lord. In in chapter 18, verse 1, I just want to read this parable with you. It says, And He told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Let me read that again. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to what? Pray and not lose heart. Well, uh, that sounds a whole lot like rejoice and hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. So Jesus is like, you know what? I'm going to say it a different way. I'm just going to say it as many different ways as I possibly can until these folks figure it out. And he told them in a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. That is the opposite of what we do when junk hits the fan so many times in our lives. We, first of all, we're like, we lose heart and then we call our cousin Johnny or something. You know, we, we don't, you know, because we're like, well, I don't know what to do. Call Johnny. Get him on the phone. He knows everything, you know. It's like the, the last thing sometimes for us is to do the thing that will help us the most. Jesus said they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He goes on to tell the parable, verse 2. He says, he said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. There was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For while he refused, for a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. 
And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to His elect who cry to Him day and night? Will He delay long over them? I tell you, He will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on earth? So Jesus gives us this example of this widow that goes to a judge over and over, and he's real clear, like he's like setting the stage for like a whole, trying to have like a, a good understanding of like where the judge himself is even coming from, that, that basically he doesn't, he doesn't care about man, he doesn't care about God. But in the midst of this, this, this widow comes to him over and over and over and over like a barking dog that doesn't stop. You ever had one of those in your neighborhood? The barking dog that doesn't stop. You're sitting there in the middle of the night and you're like, honey, what do we do about that dog? And you've got like visions in your head and like, I, don't, I love a dog. I don't want to do anything bad to that dog. I'm going to have to do something to that dog, you know. We've got some tranquilizers. We've got a tranquilizer gun. You know, what, what can we do, you know. And she keeps coming to him over and over and over and over. And it says in verse 4, For while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Neither I, neither fear God and respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down with her continual coming. Jesus is telling this parable. And Jesus, Jesus says, you know, if, if this judge who, you know, doesn't care, this unrighteous judge who wouldn't care, that's, you know, kind of why he told, you know, what he gave us in the beginning about who this judge was, his background, was so that we would have an understanding that this guy doesn't care, yet a just God who does care for us, what would he do for us? What would He do for us? Will He delay long over them? I tell you, He will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on earth? So He's talking about... So then He throws in there at the end, you know, that when, when He comes back, when, when, when Jesus comes back, or when He comes, maybe He's talking about when He comes like two people, even, even in the moment as He was still doing ministry at this moment, uh, or whatever, you know, that we have this understanding, but I think He's talking about when, he's come, when He comes back. He's saying, you know, will I find my believers, my people, to be faithful? Will they be faithful? Will they be seeking the Lord? Will they be asking for Him to intervene? Will they, will they be uh, bombarding Him with prayer? Is that, is, that, is that where we are in our life with seeking God and praying to Him? Are we at a place where we bombard God with our prayers, with our requests? Are we, are we coming to Him like a widow who just, like, just berates a judge until He finally gives in? And Jesus is saying, listen, the God of all creation cares about you, and He loves you, and do you not think that He won't hear your prayers? Jesus asks that question, you know, do you, will He delay long over them? It, it, it starts, you know, and, and 
you know, will he not give you just give justice to them speedily? You know, and it makes you think, oh, well, gosh, I can just pray and, and anything's going to happen. I mean, like right now, you know, that's that's what we all want, right? You know, we like to have it our way. But the truth is, is that we know with other scripture that sometimes we have to wait. And that's okay. And that's okay. Because we've been called to be patient in tribulation. We've been called to be patient in tribulation and all the while that we're rejoicing in the hope of Jesus. I, like many of you probably, have lost you know, quite a few people in my life over the last couple of years, you know, and, and, it, and it just, it's, it's seemingly more and more all the time, and some of that due to sickness and other things or whatever, and uh, man, such a, such a crazy time. But I'm reminded every time, and one, one, you know, one of our families this week lost, lost their dad, the Ronies lost their dad, you know, and, 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 you know, and I think every time that I see someone pass, I, I'm reminded in that moment that our hope is not here. Our hope is not here. And, and, and for us to like really like get a grip on that statement is a big thing in our life. Because we want our hope to be here and we try to make our hope here where we anchor ourselves to actual things happening in life. And be it whatever, a, a job or a place to live or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, a relationship. You know, that if we can just get that thing knocked down, if we can just get to that next step, just over that next hill, we'll be great. Right? We'll be so great. And then we get there. <laughs> and it's not as great as we thought it would be. It might be great. We're like, oh man, still got some problems. Still got some things to deal with, right? He says, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Now, speedily to the Lord and speedily to us, two different things. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on earth? How strong is your faith? That's the question of the day. How strong is your faith? Because the question's not how strong is God? How much power does God have? It's how much are we willing to invest believing in Him to be who He is and do what He needs to do in our lives and in the lives of others and the things that we see and the things that we need to pray for? What did He say? They ought always to pray and not lose heart. Not lose heart. I think so many Christians these days have lost heart. They're like, well, you know, the world is just a terrible place. Let me tell you something. The world is not a terrible place. Sinners do terrible things, but the world in and of itself is not a terrible place. 
It is the place that God created. It is His creation. It's, it's, it in and of itself is not terrible. Have we made parts of it you know, to be terrible, aspects of it? Oh, sure, yeah, you could, you could definitely argue that. But I think for us to be reminded that God is still sitting on His throne is important for us today. To be reminded of who He is, how great He is, how much power He has over literally everything going on, big, small, and otherwise. Acts 4, we have this passage where the early church is praying. And in the moment of this passage that we see the early church praying, they are praying for them to be able to move forward in the ministry that they are called to do. Now, the interesting thing about this passage is that in this moment, in Acts chapter 4, you have a moment in time where Christians are currently being killed, much like what's happening in the Middle East right now. And you have literally a, an opportunity where they could be going to the Lord and praying to God, God, save us, protect us, make sure we don't die, make sure that our families are taken care of, and instead, we have this. In chapter 4, verse 29, after they have risen their heads and said, Almighty God, earlier in the, the passage to start their time in prayer, they get to this point and it says, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. What? Lord, verse, verse 29, read it again. Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. And in verse 30, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through, your, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And so their prayer in this moment, in which they could just be worried about surviving and not being killed for following Jesus, instead of it being, oh God, save us from the evil people and do something with them, their prayer is may you give us boldness to share Jesus despite what's going on. And in verse 31, that prayer gets answered. And it says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. Boom. All over the place. Play that off. I meant to do that. I'm going to pick that up before I step on it. With all boldness. God answers the prayer in which they pray with giving them boldness to go out and to continue to tell the world of who He is. What are we worried about? I mean, like for real, what are we worried about? We're worried about like all these things in this, in this life that are going on in this crazy time. And one of the last ones is probably, God, will you give me the strength to go out with boldness and share my faith with others? 
That's like the last thing on the list. Why is it the first thing on the list for the Lord? Because the purpose of our lives is to glorify Him. To make Him known. Because God understands something in loving His creation and loving people is that He wants us to know Him. He wants us to find saving grace in Him. He wants us to have a relationship with Him. He wants those people that we work with, that we go to school with, that we live with, whatever it is, He wants those people to know Him. And He wants to use us as a part of the process. Prayer humbles us. It humbles us. Especially when we get together and we pray with others and we confess sin to one another. Go to the book of James to see that one. And in doing so, it, it brings us closer to God. And we learn from others. We learn from praying together. Praying is no different in how we seek the Lord and how we seek Him differently when we see other people seek the Lord. When we pray with others and we hear them pray and they, they lift us up too, right? They don't just pray for themselves, but they pray for us as well. And in that process something amazing happens, we begin to see God working in and through them. This is why it's important for us to not do life alone, okay? Don't do it alone. And don't just go to church on Sunday morning. Like, Invest in other people's lives that you could pray together. Find, find, a, find a person, find somebody, find a couple people that you trust to go to lunch with once a week or have breakfast early once a week or whatever it is. Make it a priority to seek the Lord with somebody else and spend this time trying to learn from one another what it looks like to pursue God. It's so important to our faith. And we go, oh yeah, well I'm real busy. Don't be that busy. I'm just telling you. You want to be good at this or not? I mean, I, think, think about it like this. A great guitar player learns from other guitar players. I have read probably way more than I should ever a lot of stuff about a guy named Eddie Van Halen. My boy. And uh, Eddie... Eddie, if you go back and you read interviews, in fact, if you, there's, a, there's an interview that he did in 1981 in Guitar World magazine. It was the first time that he was put on the cover, and they were asking him the question. Of course, you know how this kind of goes when you're getting asked questions like this, like, do you think you're the best guitar player in the world? And, of course, he's very humble about that. Uh, he's very young and all this kind of stuff. But at some point in the, in the interview, they get to a point where they ask him, you know, well, how, did you, how did you get to where you did this? How did you get to where you did that? And he said, you know, I learned that technique from a guy named Jimi Hendrix. And it was after I saw a movie and I saw him play visually that I could see how he was holding the pick to how he managed to do those harmonics on a guitar like I had never been able to do it myself. And I learned that technique from him. I think that we need to be reminded that we need to sharpen one another in pursuing the Lord. I can't tell you how heavy this is on my heart. 
like for us as a church, for, for the men in our church, for the ladies in our church, that we would sharpen one another, that we would seek the Lord together, that we would seek to lift each other up, we too have a lot to learn from one another. And that's the way God created us in needing community with one another. First Thessalonians, and then I'm going to pray. We're going to pray. First Thessalonians 5.16 says this. It says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm going to read it again. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Paul here regurgitates to the church at Thessalonica Romans 12, 12. You remember Romans 12, 12, right? We don't, we'll, let's leave that up there. I'm going to read you Romans 12, 12 while you've got this in front of you. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. We have throughout the Scriptures this understanding that we need to pursue the Lord. We need to pursue the Lord. And what it does for us, we can't even put into words, folks. How it changes us. Where it brings us in our walk with Him. him. How it helps our unbelief. When we spend time with the Lord, we walk away changed. He does a work in us. And it is absolutely amazing. So, that being said, I want you to get comfortable not that you're not right now. <laughs> and I want us to pray together. And we're going to pray for a few minutes. And uh, I want to give you some things to pray over as we pray. And I'll give you some moments to do that on your own. And uh, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things going on in our world and we can pray for those things. We can pray for our government. We can pray for what's happening in the Middle East. We can pray for this sickness. We can pray for all these things. At the end of the day, the question is, is can you humble your heart to spend time with the King? To come to Him saying, I know I don't have the answers, but I know you do. And that's where we start. So, why don't we bow our heads? And let's start right there. God, we pray right now, Lord, that you would lead us in what it looks like to follow you. Lord, humbly follow you. Lord, we don't come with our knowledge of all the things. We don't come with our preconceived notions of what we think you should do. God, we come humbly to You today, and God, we ask, Lord, that You would do a work, Lord, that is for You, and it is for Your glory, it is for Your kingdom. We pray that for the things that we bring to You, God, that You would show 
out in ways, Lord, that are designed for You and not for us. That You would be made known in this world. God, we pray that if we need it, that You would humble us. And God, we pray that where we need it, You would give us wisdom. God, help us in knowing what to do, how to do the things that You've called us to in this world. God, we pray for boldness today. We pray for the mission that You have given us. We pray that we would be bold in the things that You have called us to. God, Lord, lead us. Lead us in all ministries. Lead us in our children's ministry. Lead us in our Elevate ministry. Lead us in things that don't exist yet, like bus ministry, addiction ministry. God, help us to know how we can help others. God, be with our student ministry. Lord, I pray that You would be, Lord, with us as leadership. God, I pray that we would listen to You and not ourselves and not what we think works, but Lord, what we think You're leading us to do. God, help us to be the people that You've called us to be in those things. God, I pray for those that are suffering within this body through death, through sickness. Lord, I pray that You would bring justice in this world and in all the situations that we even just know about. Lord, I pray that You would just do that work. Have Your hand on those families and those individuals during these moments, Lord, that are burdened. God, we come to You today and we know that You've told us to cast all of our burdens on You, to cast all of our cares on You. God, we pray that You would take those from us today. I pray that we wouldn't try to hold on to those things, but God, that You would do a work through us and in us through those things as we go through these moments. God, may we rejoice in Your hope May we be patient in tribulation. May we be constant in our prayer and seeking You. Help us, Lord, to be reminded of ways that we can seek You throughout our week, throughout our days. God, we pray that Your will would be done. We pray that Your plan would be played out. God, help us in these moments where we don't know what to do to rely wholly on You. God, thank You for Jesus. Thank You for Your grace. God, I pray right now for the people in our lives who don't know the name of Jesus, who've never believed in Him, God, I pray, Lord, that You would use us as light in their lives. God, that they would see something different in us. Not a people who have it together, but a people who trust wholly in You. God, may, not, may that not ever be a show, but God, I pray that it would be real. And I pray that they would know that and see that and trust in that and in turn see You. God, I pray right now for anyone that's listening. God, that's never trusted in You as their Savior. God, I pray that today You would do a work in their heart 
Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care for them. Let them know that the blood of your Son was as good for them as it is for anybody. God, thank you that we can never go so far away as to be out of your reach. God, help us as a church to be your church and to be light into this world. Lord, use us, shape us, mold us to be the people you've called us to be and guide us as we go. We ask all these things in your name. Amen.